0: Hi, welcome to Bookie, which unlock big ideas from world bestsellers in audio, text, and mind map. Please download Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play with more features, get your free mind snack now. Today we'll unlock the book techniques of the selling writer. What comes to your mind when talking about bestselling novels? Is it the classics like The Count of Monte Cristo and A Tale of Two Cities, Fantasy books such as Harry Potter and Twilight, or recent big hits The Fault in Our Stars and the series A Song of Ice and Fire? If you chose this bookie, you must have an interest in becoming a writer or at least a strong desire to express yourself in writing. You might also have taken the first step and started writing already. To enhance your writing skills or just for pleasure, you have probably read the above-mentioned novels before. Maybe you have read them several times. After finishing those books, you started to wonder how can an academy of magic and wizardry enchant readers the world over and how can the love story of a vampire and a human being be so touching? You have searched for the answers to these questions and for the secrets of best-selling stories but have not found satisfying answers. So when you start on your novel, you find that it is not easy. What kind of opening will appeal to readers? What kind of characters will be attractive? What kind of plot will keep readers interested? What kind of ending will be satisfactory? These issues are all worthy of consideration. Techniques of the Selling Writer helps you solve these issues. The book combines theory with case studies to summarize common compositional techniques of professional writers, systematically demonstrating the right way to link all parts of a story in a manner that keeps readers interested. For those who dream of becoming a best-selling writer, it is indeed extremely helpful. You can learn how to transfer source materials into actions, actions into scenes, and scenes into stories. You will also learn how to develop characters, how to revise and polish your work, and eventually how to sell it. This book can also be viewed as a way to change rejection letters into checks. The author of this book Dwight V. Swain was an American writer. He was the author of magazine articles and movie reviews totaling over a million words, and was an experienced writing coach at the University of Oklahoma. This book is a summary of the author's experience in teaching creative writing. This guidebook for novel composition has received positive reviews from writers around the world. In this bookie, we will narrate the book's highlights in three parts. Part 1. A novel is composed of units. Part 2. How to Develop Characters. Part 3. How to Build the Overall Structure of a Novel. The book tells us that the first step to writing a good novel is to process all the compositional units. Let's first discuss the fundamental unit of a novel, the motivation-reaction unit. This unit is composed of two parts, the motivational stimulus and the character response. A motivational stimulus is anything that triggers a character's reaction. In real life, we react to many things. For example, we shiver when cold. We hide in fear upon hearing gunfire. However, the author emphasizes that the motivating stimulus must be one that creates the right reaction in the characters, the one which will promote the development of the planned story. For example, in a story the protagonist needs to rescue a kidnapped boy. The anguished tear-streaked face of the kid is the right stimulus because that evokes intense compassion in the protagonist, who will therefore attempt a rescue regardless of the danger. Character reaction is what the main or focal character feels, thinks, does, or says in response to a motivating stimulus. Feelings are instinctive for humans, momentary and uncontrollable. Action and speech come later and are controllable. Therefore, the normal order is feelings first then action and speech. Additionally, we must consider factors like the main character's personality, identity, and background, and we must put ourselves in his or her shoes to ensure the reaction is reasonable. For example, confronted by a shooting, an honest person will help the police, but a convict on parole may lie to avoid trouble. Now that we understand how to choose stimuli and reactions, let's take a look at writing with motivation reaction units. First, write a sentence describing a motivation, preferably without a character to prevent readers from thinking of it as a reaction. For example, with a roar, the red jaguar picked up speed, careening recklessly as it hurtled down the drive and out onto the highway. After the description of the environment, the character starts to react. Brad, the focal character felt a sharp pain in his chest. Stiff-lipped he turned from the window. The little bitch can go to hell, he snapped, grinding out his cigarette. The combination of these two events is a complete motivation-reaction unit. In short, the external motivation comes first and the character's reaction comes next. When a character reacts to motivations, the external world also reacts to him, producing new motivations. Consider this description, hot for the kill two huge beetles bore down upon the heroine from behind. This motivation irritated the hero. He fired his machine gun and hit one of the beetles. The reaction of the hero irritated the other beetle. It turned around and approached the hero, which became another motivation. The hero thus became scared, stepped back, and tripped. The heroine then shot the beetle which was also a motivation. As a result, the hero felt relieved. In this example, we can see that the fundamental units are connected and then the story can develop in a believable way. Successive motivation reaction units constitute the conflict unit of a novel, a scene. The characters and readers must experience some conflicts in a decent scene, because that drives the story and stimulates readers' interest. A scene should contain at least three parts in its structure, a goal, a conflict, and a disaster. The goal is as simple as something the character desires to possess, fix, or avenge. The goal must be specific, concrete, and immediate enough for the character to take action. Conflicts are the barriers that prevent realization of the goal. For example, a boxer is in a prize fight so there is a clear conflict between him and his opponent. Disaster is a possible but unanticipated development that challenges the character mentally or materially. For example, the boxer knocks down the opponent and proudly glances at the audience. The moment he's distracted, his opponent picks himself up and delivers a vicious blow. The first boxer is knocked out. With the three parts of the scene's structure, what other useful techniques are there to create good scenes? Three do's and three don'ts. The three do's are established time, place, circumstance and viewpoint at the very start of each scene. Doing this demonstrates quickly that a character has a goal in the scene and creates a certain direction for the action, so that the coming disaster happens suddenly and in an unanticipated form. Doing this will lead the reader into the story as quickly as possible. The three don'ts are do not write too small, do not accidentally summarize, and do not go into flashbacks. A scene is a conflict unit creating tension, but flashbacks will diminish such tension. Moreover, If we don't fully reveal the character's thinking, his challenges, and his efforts, it's very unlikely that readers will sympathize with him. Now that readers have reached an emotional peak in the scene, a sequel or a short break in the action should be used to ease the tension. Such a short break allows the reader to prepare for the next scene. A sequel is the aftermath of a scene and a unit of transition in a novel. It describes the changes in the state of affairs and state of mind of the character after the disaster and starts to establish a new goal. The structure of a sequel includes reaction, dilemma, and decision. The reaction is the character's state of affairs and state of mind after the disaster in the last scene. For example, let's go back to the boxer's story. After the knockout, his manager immediately stops working with him and his girlfriend breaks up with him. This is the state of affairs of the protagonist, which can be shown in others' reactions to his disaster. The boxer feels anguished, and that is his state of mind. In such a situation, he has to consider what he needs to do next and makes the decision to try to set up a rematch in Minneapolis. Now, a new goal has been established and the next scene flows naturally. Next, we ask ourselves what are useful techniques for creating sequels? First, compression. It takes a long time for the challenged character to reach a decision. Many novice writers may lose focus while trying to describe the process. The book points out that we must focus on the character's feelings and skip or summarize the things that are emotionally insignificant to the story. For example, the boxer spends three months recovering from the defeat. You can describe his daily life briefly in these three months but place stress on the pain he feels. How? By using symbolic descriptions, such as the dismal screech of birds to represent the character's state of mind. You can use this technique repeatedly. Of course the character must move forward instead of dwelling on the past, and we as authors need to drive him to generate new goals. To accomplish this we need natural transitions and reasonable decision-making. Here are some techniques to employ. For example, push the protagonist in the right direction with external factors. Fired by his boss and expelled by the landlord, he has no choice but to look for a new job. Or we could reveal the thinking of the character by telling some of his memories so that readers understand that such a person will eventually recover and make the right decision. We have learned to write scenes and sequels. Let's integrate these two units to create a story. We need to pay attention to the proportions of scenes and sequels in a story to control the pacing of it. For example, if the story tends to drag or grow boring, strengthen and enlarge the scenes or shorten the sequels to speed up the pace. If a sense of improbability develops in the story, lengthen the sequels. This will allow you to set the stage for the next scene so that the character's decision-making seems more believable we also need to control scene placement because scenes decide story development. Readers' emotions are driven up bit by bit, so we should arrange the scenes in order of ascending importance and intensity and lead readers to the final climax. If the earlier scenes are too intense and later scenes fail to excite readers, they will find the story to be anticlimactic. Lastly, the author points out that flexibility is important in integration. In most cases, A scene is directly followed by a sequel, but some writers place a time break after a disaster, in which time seems to stand still and then continue with the reaction. This technique generates an effect as if the main character were numb with shock. That concludes part one, a novel is composed of units. Let's review. Motivation-reaction units are fundamental elements of a novel. The right motivation triggers the right reaction. Scenes are the conflict units of a novel and drive the development of the story. A scene consists of goal, conflict, and disaster. Sequels are transitions between scenes. A sequel has three parts—reaction, dilemma, and decision. Balance a series of scenes and sequels and the story begins to take shape. Today we are just sharing limited content. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller please download our app.